it's good to be. It's good to be. <laughs> you know, the, the alternative is not good <laughs> to not to be. <laughs> oh, Lord. I love the English language. All right. Well, we've been starting out every service with a, uh, with a reading from Revelation. And I think Ricky's going to throw it up on the screen. She's heading in that direction. There it is. And uh, Revelation chapter 12 is the theme of this week, the theme of today. And we're going to read it here in just a moment. But as we have been going through the week, one of the things that the Lord has been dealing with me about and showing me some things, one of them is that we're we're obviously in a different time. We're in a we're in a period of time, at least in our lives, where God has flipped the switch to on. He's flipped the switch to go. Many times we wait. Many times we we hold up. We 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 you know we're we're listening and and there's always times of listening. Every day we should be listening. There will always be times of listening, but it's also to simultaneously be going. The fields are white with harvest. The fields are white with harvest. And with that, with that, we need the equipping to do what He's calling us to do. And by our very nature, there, there's, there, when you grow up in a family... You kind of you you take on the nature of that family. You look at your own family. You the people that you hang out with all day long and all week long and for eighteen ish years. You you whether you like it or not, you start to act like them. And you react like them. I know I see some people going, Oh Lord, oh Lord. Exactly. I mean, I spent my teenage years going, I will never be like my parents. Just, you know, I will, I'll never be that way. I find myself all the time walking around the house turning off lights. My dad used to walk around, doesn't anybody know how to turn off lights around this house? And I'll be walking around and I see lights on where there hasn't been anybody all afternoon. I'm like, why is there a light on in this house? But other things that we are involved with, we, we, we take on the characteristics either purposefully or just because of contact. Well, one of the things that we are and what's drawn us together over the years, over over, well, where's Jessica? I need somebody to do math for me. 1980 to now. No, it's not that easy when you're when, you, when you're me. It's not that easy. You're in a, you were an accountant. You were in a, of course it's easy for you. 36. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. 36 years since PD and PC started out in the farmhouse. 36 years started out. And and obviously we all came from different things. You know, we all came from different places and different veins. But we've been drawn together with, I believe, is a common denominator. And that common denominator is becoming more and more clear to me all the time, and especially when you listen to the speakers today. We, we come together and we're going to listen with our ears, but I also encourage you deeply to listen with your heart. Listen with your spirit. Because there's going to be some things said today that are going to impact you deeply. Impact us. It isn't Today isn't just... A summary of what's happened. Today is a, as we're going to read, 
the word of our testimony. And the word of our testimony is powerful. It's life-changing. And one of the things, one of the characteristics of us, those that are here, whether we've come into the ministry by being saved in the, you know, through this ministry, or you know, when I look around, most of us came from somewhere else as Christians and came into this, being drawn into it. Part of the DNA is apostolic ministry. Being sent. Being sent somewhere and starting something. It's part of our DNA. And the reason we draw together is because God has a plan for that apostolic anointing in the days to come. And this, today as we go through the day, the Lord put something on my heart a couple of days ago and I've been praying about it and we prayed about it during the week. Is that, and that he's not here, he was here just a moment ago. He's, he's been sent somewhere. Pastor Dan has an apostolic anointing on his life. He just does. He, God sent him to River Valley, River Falls area, the River Valley. And I've always said, you put Pastor Dan in a glass of water in a new town and a church starts. I'm talking about you. In front of your back, I'm talking about you. And he doesn't even know. I, I was hoping to clue him in as we go along here. You'll have to get the tape to hear what I just said. Okay. Okay, good. It's on my heart today and this weekend, and I've already shared about tomorrow with him, but today as, as each person uh, shares today to leave a bit of time so that we can pray for them, pray for you guys, pray for your ministries, pray for, for what's going on. But part of what I see happening, have seen happening, is that Pastor Dan and Claudia lay hands on the leaders of that ministry and on the members of that ministry because we all need more of that apostolic anointing in our lives. We're not done. And there is an anointing on their lives apostolically and it is transferable. And I believe, and it came about prophetically over the last couple of days, that that anointing needs to transfer to us in a greater way. Tomorrow, in our service, I've asked that whatever he was going to preach to cut it short and be able to pray for everybody in the room, everybody in the church, even the children. To lay hands on because we all need that anointing to fulfill the vision that God's put in our hearts. Our part of the vision, the overall vision, the everything. That apostolic anointing in these days is not just for one person. It's for the body of Christ. So this morning, as we go along through the day, we didn't. I didn't plan any music on purpose, not because worship isn't important, but there are times when what needs to be said today is the most important thing that needs to be done. The word of the testimony of what's going on in people's lives and where God is leading them and how this continues to unfold is absolutely vital. And then for us to stand with each ministry and pray, and for these guys to lay hands on everybody. Everybody here today. Now, folks from here, from Stillwater, you can get a double but you know, double dose, you know, some later on today and some tomorrow. Because at, at the end of their session, I want I want them to be able to pray for anybody who hasn't been prayed for as we go through the day. Amen? Amen. So that's, you know, we've been talking at the beginning of this week and throughout the week about expectations. That's 
that's the expectation for today. The expectation is for the word of our testimony to be proclaimed, but then also for that apostolic anointing to increase in every single person. Amen? Amen. So, I want to uh, welcome and introduce the, uh, the junior member. <laughs> the little brother. The little brother. Var VCC. Jonah Fetzer. And Jonah, Jonah has blessed me and blessed me and blessed me. Over the last few years, as he has stepped into an opportunity, and has made me very proud. Glory to God. Glory to God. And one thing I've recognized over the last couple of years is the anointing on his life is bigger than most people expect. Probably even me. Yes. Yes. Probably even bigger than you. But listen with ears. Listen with spiritual ears. Listen with a spiritual heart. And you're going to catch his, what, what God is doing in and through him and even going to be doing in and through him. Amen? Let's give Jonah a warm welcome. You, know, you talked about uh, family having a culture, John. And I found myself, after having been here for a long time, I found myself mimicking you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And it just happened. You know, it's part of that thing. It's just something that I caught from you. And it just, I'll be praying and I'll start, Thank you, Lord. I'm like, I sound just like just like Pastor John. That's so bizarre. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you. I appreciate it. Couldn't do it without you. Let's pray. It's always a good place to start. We thank you, Father, for today. For this moment in time that we have to gather together to seek your face to hear what you have to say, to sit in your presence, and to listen to, for, from those who have been anointed by you to speak the word. Those gifts that you have given, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher, those gifts that you have given to men, that they are gifts given. Lord, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what they have to say. We recognize the anointing is in the callings. And we draw on them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we expect from you to minister to us as your people. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago. You know, I know the, it's coming up and I'm like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to share? And so I'm going through the process of trying to figure it out. And I remember listening to some people that had words for the church, words. And the John used to, I remember John used to have a word for the, for the year. And it just, I'm like, God, you know, if, if you've got a word for the church, you know, I'm willing to listen. I'm, I'm willing to, to speak it. The Lord says to me, if I give it to you, you're going to have to speak it. I'm like, oh, this isn't good. The Lord doesn't start out with saying that unless it's going to be something difficult. <laughs> Typically. So, I took a breath and I said, I understand, Lord. What is it? And this is the word that the Lord gave me. Defeat. 
Okay, now you have to understand, I pastor a small church. Always struggling on, okay, God, we're moving forward. We're going we're gonna to be in victory. You know, God, you're going to cause us to overcome. Defeat is not the word I want to hear. So, God says that, and I just kind of hang my head, and I say, oh. Then the Lord said, but there's still blessing. I'm like, okay. Wow. So now I've got this word defeat, but there's still blessing. I'm like, wow. Now, (laughs) we have to work through the word of the Lord sometimes. Being a small church and having the word defeat, of course, brings up the logical consequences of, well, the church is going to fail. And the devil will use it. So, you know, he'll reinforce it. He says, oh, yeah, look at this, look at that, look at this. me and that you set me here. I know it's in my heart and this doesn't feel right. This is not, this isn't what you're saying. Now this, this process took a period of time. The Lord gives me the word defeat, but there's still blessing. And as I'm meditating on this, the Lord says to me, I have not called you to win, but to overcome. So I'm dealing with this whole thing in the process. You know, I have the whole word, and I'm fighting through it. I'm like, what, what's, what's going to happen, Lord? What do you want me to do? Is this thing going to just fold on me or what? And quite honestly, I didn't overcome the attacks of the enemy until I stood in my pulpit on Sunday. And then I knew that that's not a specific word for my church, but a general word of edification for us as believers. I mean, I knew it, but sometimes you have to work through things when God tells you something. I was saying, On the way here, I was thinking about that. The Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. Now, it says a two-edged sword. It's got a blade on both sides. If you're not careful, you can cut yourself, you can cut your enemy, and you can cut your friends. The Word of God is sharp. We need to make sure that we're using it in the right way. Because we can cut ourselves with it. So we need to find out, God, what do you want me to do with this? Jesus said that in this world you will have tribulation defeat. You will have struggles and trials. You you will have the opportunity to be offended. Defeat. You know, as, as Christians, as the people of God, all over this world, particularly this country right now in this time, we should not be afraid of defeat in the political realm in the legal realm, in the social realm. Because there's still blessing. The kingdom of heaven isn't about winning. It's not about being the top dog. It's not about victory at all costs. It's about Jesus Christ and Him crucified, which is foolishness to the world. It's foolishness. Paul says, there's those that preach the gospel to ridicule me. He says, I don't care. The gospel's preached. He didn't care. Because he was convinced that it's the gospel that the world needs. We need to be convinced that this is what the world needs, is the gospel. 
not our political agenda, not our moral standards, not our right way to do things, but the gospel of Jesus Christ. The love of God poured out, poured out from God to the heart of every man. So when we, we enter into things, and you know, I, we've seen defeat in the political realm. We've seen defeat in the legal realm as Christians in general for right, rightness and righteousness. The homosexual agenda. We've been, we've been losing in the social realm, in the political realm, in the legal realm. Definitely in the political realm we're losing for morality and righteousness. Look at our politicians. On either side, any side. The Bible says that we should find men of good report, good character. It's kind of hard to find in the political realm. Hard to find. Defeat. But we shouldn't care. Because there's still blessing. The Lord can bless us even in defeat. You know why this country is so great? Why there's such a blessing on this country? Because it's a safe place for Christians. Because it's a nation that decided that it's okay for Christians to worship Christ. And they even blessed them. What did the Lord say? I will bless those that bless you. And I will curse those that curse you. This country is blessed because they've blessed us. What happens when they stop blessing us? Exactly. So don't be surprised when things start to go haywire. It's just the truth. It's just the reality. It's just what is. But there's still blessing. Because... Jesus told the disciples to go out and they say, if you enter an inundating house, you speak peace. He said, peace. He says, if they won't receive your peace, then it will return to you. The blessing of God is the peace of God. The blessing of God is that we have Jesus Christ inside of us. We have a habitation with the living God in us. And it can never be taken away. We're blessed. No matter what we are, it's a victory. If we have the opportunity to share the love of Christ, even though we suffer the loss of all things, if we've had the opportunity to share the love of Christ, it's a victory in the kingdom of heaven. We may suffer defeat in this world, but not in heaven, not in the kingdom of heaven, because the kingdom of heaven works by a different standard. It works by a different standard altogether. It doesn't look at whether you're the greatest, whether you're the best, the most talented, whether you stand on top, or whether you're on the bottom. It's whether or not you know Jesus. We're all the same in that. From the most anointed minister to the most newly saved individual, we all stand the same in Christ Jesus. But as we've talked about throughout the week is, you know, we have different places, different parts of the family that we stand in, different jobs, different responsibilities. But we're all brothers and sisters with one father. One father, not many. Different people we hang out with, different family members that we relate to. But we're all one family and we have one purpose and one desire and that's to do the will of the Father. So, <clears throat> we can get caught up in the idea that we must win to be blessed and successful. That to be a Christian and walk in the kingdom of God is to win everything. It's not true. 
As followers of Christ, we have been given the power and the ability to overcome in every situation, regardless of outcome. And they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives unto the death. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. We come into the kingdom of heaven by one way and one way only. There is only one door. One. And that is to bow our knee and say, Jesus, you made the way. I have no righteousness of my own. I have nothing that can offer that I can offer you or offer God. But I accept the gift that you've made me righteous. It's a gift. No one, not one of us, no matter how long we've been serving God, can claim any self-righteousness for our salvation or favor among God because it's a gift freely given. The struggle we have is how much we're willing to take. And receive is probably a better word. How much are we willing to receive? How much are we willing to accept that God loves us? The word of our testimony. What God has done for us. What God is doing for us. What God has done for others. What we have seen with our eyes. Touched with our hands. This we declare unto you. Jesus Christ in Him crucified. <laughs> the favorite one of the week. Loving not your life unto the death. I, I just happened to read earlier this week, Paul says, I'm conflicted. To go and be with the Lord or to stay with you? He says, I want to go and be with the Lord. I mean, I, I, I want to be done with the trials and tribulations. I mean, he's seen a lot. He suffered a lot. Beatings, shipwrecks, stonings. Oh, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to come. But he says, it's more needful that I should remain. He didn't love his life unto the death. He couldn't. He, could have died at any time. Could have given up. You say, well, that's enough. Loving our lives unto the death doesn't necessarily mean giving up all the things in the world, but it means submitting unto God. For His glory. His majesty. His kingdom. Not my will, but thine be done. It's a constant struggle in our lives. Lord, your will. Lord, your will. If, you're not, if, if you don't say that daily, if you don't say it weekly, then you're not paying attention. Because it's amazing how fast our will gets involved in things. How fast it, it, okay God, I think I got this figured out. I think I know exactly what we need to do. Lord, I'm sorry. What do you want to do? How do you want me to handle this? Some of my struggle with. I have a lot of things on my plate. A lot of things that I'm doing. And it's a struggle sometimes to say, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Because I have all kinds of demands pulling on me. Well, this needs to be done. That needs to be done. This needs to be done. Oh, don't forget about my kids and my wife. And the life is getting faster and faster and faster. More demands. More things pulling on us. I said to John, I was, I was over here and I'm like, where did I put my phone? Where's my phone? So I was telling Pastor John, do you ever have that where you start panicking because you don't know where your cell phone is? (laughs) Uh, More, 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 more. More information. more, More things going on. We can't allow the distractions to pull us away from the one thing that is truly important. Jesus Christ. In the kingdom 
our Lord. The kingdom of heaven does not operate like the kingdom of this world. And we need to know how to walk in. We walk in love. So the word for you is defeat. But there's still blessing. And when you stand up and you stand for the word of God, when you stand for Jesus Christ, you know what? You can lose your friends. You can lose your family members. You can lose your job. You can lose your prestige. there's still blessing. There's still blessing. Jesus says that if you gain the whole world but lose your soul, what good is it? What's more important? Alright, Lord. We're next. James 4, verse 1. It says, Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desire for pleasure? That war in your members. You lust and you do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask, and you do not receive because you ask amiss, that you might spend it on your pleasures. The world spends everything on their pleasures. That's their focus. That's not our focus. As the kingdom of heaven, as the sons and daughters of God, we have left the world system. We have left the kingdom of this world and been joined to the kingdom of His dear Son. But not only have we just translated kingdoms. You know, He didn't say, okay, now you're a member, here's your green card. He said, here's your birth certificate. You're not just an alien in the kingdom of heaven. You are a born son and daughter of God with all the rights there too. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Start reading. Start checking it out. Jesus said that if you've seen me do it, you'll do it. I know he's done some things I haven't done. I've never walked on water. That'd be pretty cool. I've never raised the dead. That'd be cool. You know, there's other things. I've never grown an arm. How awesome is that? He healed the sick, he cleansed the leper, he raised the dead, he preached the acceptable year of the Lord. This is the kingdom of heaven. Our eldest brother, who we are now all related to by blood, did these things. We have his DNA. And we begin, as we spend time with him, talking about families and being a family unit, being together and taking on characteristics. As we spend time with God, we become like God. We begin to take on His characteristics. You know, there's sometimes you can get around an individual and you know. You know they're a brother. You've never spoken to them. 
but you just met him and you know this is a brother or sister in the Lord because you see the characteristics of the family. The love of God being shed abroad in their heart. The kindness, the gentleness, the long-suffering. You see it. It just flows out of them. We all need to be like that. We all need to be more like our elder brother. And you can. Each and every one of us has the right to be like our elder brother. The right, the privilege, and the blessing. He suffered defeat. that Jesus guy. Well, we thought he was the, the, the Messiah. We thought he was the son of David come to be king over Israel. Well, that didn't turn out. He suffered defeat by the world's standards. But, by God's standard, it was the ultimate victory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for sending our elder brother. Thank you for sending Jesus to do that which we could not do. Thank you, Lord. We honor you and we glorify you. We thank you, God, that we are sons and daughters in the house of God and we're heirs. Father, I pray for your presence to be manifested in this gathering. I pray, Lord, for your healing to be manifested in this gathering. I pray, Father, for your peace to be manifested in this gathering. Because this is a gathering of the family. That you would pour out your gifts and your blessings in abundance as we sit and we listen and what you have to say. We love you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amy, can you come up? Pastor Dan and Claudia, can you come up? I want to have you guys pray for these, for Jonah and Amy, and then uh, then we're going to have the rest of their congregation come up and pray for them. So why don't you guys stand right here? I'm going to turn this over to Pastor Dan and Claudia. If there's anyone else that has a prayer or a word or whatever for these guys, then I want you to come up and be ready. Don't wait until everything's done and then start coming forward. You'll know. Come up and get ready, and and we'll just pass the mic on off to you. And then uh, as soon as they're done praying for these guys, then we'll have their congregation come forward. We'll pray for them. All right? Amen. Please hold your wife's hand. Man of God. Woman of God. Filled with the Holy Spirit and power. Called of God to communicate the word of the Spirit of the living God. Not only called, but equipped with the anointing of the Spirit of the living God. For it's the anointing of the anointed one that has destroyed every yoke of bondage. The yoke of bondage has not been broken, for a broken thing can be repaired. For the anointing of the Spirit 
of the living God has destroyed every yoke of bondage that the enemy would desire to set before you to trip you up. But because of your faithfulness unto me, it's I, the Lord your God, who have called you, I have equipped you, and I have filled you, that you might fill others with my word. For each I have sent unto you are temples of the Holy Spirit of the living God. And as they come, they shall be filled. Because of the word of God that I have placed within your spirit. For I have said, open your mouth, and I, the Lord your God, shall fill it. Not only to you, man of God, but also to you, woman of God. For I have called you as a team. I have equipped you with my word. And many shall come and many shall know. And the church that you pastor, it shall grow. Because of your faithfulness unto me, many held captive shall be set free by the Spirit of God inside of me. Faithful. Not looking at circumstances, not being governed by circumstances but being governed by my spirit one step at a time on this my road of life for the place whereon I have called you unto is known as the lighthouse because my light shines forth Miles and miles and miles around. And I am calling more unto the lighthouse. And it shall be filled as I've filled you, those seats shall be filled. With men, women, and children hungry. And those that have spoken against you, I shall take care of. Continue to walk in my love, not speaking against or about, but praying for. And as you do, people will know that by my Holy Spirit, you are in the flow. When I call, I equip. Father God, put a rod of steel in both of their spines. Lord, so they can stand and stand and having done all, stand. For this is what God requires of you. Don't look to the left, don't look to the right, just look forward. Look at what God is doing and will do because he is with you. And wherever God is, so is my spirit. And my spirit, we ask the angels to go forth north, south, east, and west to bring in the people that you've called. For you do not call a church, you do not call pastors without a congregation. Call the congregation, Lord. Call the congregation. Angels go forth and bring in this congregation. More than they could ever hope for, think of, or dream of are the plans of God. So just look to the future. Don't look back, don't look to the left, don't look to the right. Just keep your eyes on Jesus and he will bring you through into great victory, great victory. And your power and your fire. 
apostolic anointing in them. Apostolic anointing. Even as they were sent there, they'll send. They'll send. They'll send short and long. Short term, long term. Short term, long term. Short term here, short term there, short term here, short term there. Long term here and there. Stirring up that apostolic anointing in their lives. In Jesus' name. For the word apostle means one sent. Apostolos. One sent. I have sent you to this place. And it is for this time. Know this as you do. And many I'm sending right there to you. Fill them with my word. Fill them with my sword. And as you do, great shall be your reward. Hallelujah. 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 Word for both of you. That the can you move that way? <laughs> I just got a word for both of you that uh, the Lord has got something in mind for you and for your congregation. That each of you in outside of the church can witness to the people and from that witnessing that you do outside, they will be brought in. So, so just keep that in mind. You, you've got something that many people don't have, but the two of you can go go forth and and you can if you can tell the people in the congregation that I don't know how how it's done, but. I just have a sense in my spirit that together this this will this will accomplish what what you want, and that is to have more people come in. Maybe it fits. I just kept seeing um, from the scripture up there now the salvation and the power in the kingdom of our God and the authority of His Christ have come. I sense that He's emphasizing that word authority over you guys today. I just, so I just declare greater authority over you in, in every aspect, in every aspect. Wherever there has been defeat, there is overcoming. There is authority and there's blessing, as you said, but authority, an increase of authority. I have. Oh, God, I have. Yep. Stir up. Stir up. Stir up. Ooh. Receive. Receive. Receive what God has for you. Receive a fresh influence on your Holy Spirit. More and more. And more and more. And more and more fire. And more fire. God has called you to lead and feed 
the sheep. And as you've been sent, you will send them out. They won't do witnessing, but they will be witnesses. Know that you are living epistles known and read by men. Know that you are living epistles. Know that you are the Holy of Holies on two legs. Begin to see yourself differently because God made you worthy. One day I was sitting on one of these seats and my precious wife was in the pulpit. Can you imagine a woman preaching in church? And she said this, I don't want anything more than Jesus Christ died for, but I don't want any less. It cost him his life and his blood. And many people feel, I'm not worthy. That's a slap in Jesus' face. Because his blood made you worthy. Many people care more what man thinks than what God thinks. I've come to the point, I don't care what man thinks of me compared to what God thinks. What happens if I open my mouth and they don't receive? Their blood is not on your hands. Their blood is not on my hands. She said it's time for the next speaker. I submit. 